This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, since June 2023, the first permanent chief human capital officer at GSA is waiting in the wings. The chief of naval operations crafts a one-page document called America's Warfighting Navy. And federal facilities still present physical barriers for disabled feds. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, January 11th, 2024. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The SBA has a new plan to recoup billions of dollars in COVID loans. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. New data and better analysis is helping the Small Business Administration reverse course and be more aggressive in collecting unpaid COVID loans under $100,000. SBA Administrator Isabel Guzman recently told House and Senate lawmakers that a December 2023 data analysis determined that referring COVID idle and Paycheck Protection Program loans valued at less than $100,000 to Treasury will be cost-effective after all. Previously, three other SBA-led reviews found the size of the loan portfolio was too small to make it worthwhile for the government to efficiently collect the debts. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Classified facilities are designed to keep out prying eyes, but sometimes they're difficult to access for trusted employees as well. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Many federal secure facilities still have physical barriers that make accessing them difficult for employees with disabilities. That's according to a new report from the Government Accountability Office. Agencies have retrofitted some classified facilities, but at others, GAO found employees still have to navigate difficult-to-use doors and interior workspaces, challenges with electronic door locks and intrusion detection systems, and the absence of tactile signage. GAO is recommending the Director of National Intelligence issue minimum accessibility specifications. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The American Federation of Government Employees makes a pitch to give extra funding to what it says is an agency in crisis. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. AFGE is calling on Congress to give the Social Security Administration $20 billion in supplemental funding. The proposed cash influx spread over 10 years would help the agency address major challenges in its workforce and customer service delivery, according to the union. AFGE's Jessica LaPointe represents 30,000 union members working at SSA. Without that funding, we're going to be in the same position year after year of just barely meeting the public's needs, if at all. To improve services, LaPointe says the funding would be needed to help mitigate understaffing, attrition, and other workforce issues that are contributing to Social Security's backlogs and delays. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. An IRS watchdog finds the agency is digging out from pandemic-era backlogs. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the story. The IRS is answering more calls and providing help to taxpayers at levels not seen since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. But the National Taxpayer Advocate says the agency needs to do more to beef up its workforce. The IRS spent more than four months on average to hire a new employee last year and may have lost qualified candidates in the process. The IRS hired more than 30,000 employees, but much of that hiring is meant to offset a high rate of attrition in the coming years. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. 
The General Services Administration will soon have a new face leading its Human Capital Office. Aaron Helm will step in as GSA's Chief Human Capital Officer later this year. Helm will take over for Jeff Lau, who's currently serving as Acting Chico for the agency. Helm will be the first permanent leader in the position at GSA since former Chico Tracy Demartini resigned in June 2023. Helm will transition to the Chico role after his current position as Director of HR Services is backfilled. GSA anticipates the changeover will happen sometime this spring. The Navy will focus on warfighting, warfighters, and the foundation that supports them, according to Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Lisa Franchetti, who recently assumed leadership of the service. She lays out her priorities in a new one-page document titled America's Warfighting Navy. Franchetti wants the Navy to adopt a perspective focused on warfighting and to advance the integration of the Navy and Marine Corps. She also wants to synchronize the service's warfighting efforts with the joint force. The Commerce Department's top watchdog is stepping down. Inspector General Peggy Gustafson is leaving the agency after nearly 14 years on the job. Deputy IG Roderick Anderson will serve as the acting inspector general until a new one is confirmed. Gustafson wrote an email to her staff thanking them for their work to cut fraud, waste, and abuse across the Commerce Department's programs. The National Institute of Standards and Technology wants to make sure artificial intelligence models are developed with security in mind. Next Wednesday, NIST will host a virtual workshop on a secure software development framework for generative AI. President Joe Biden's AI executive order tasked NIST with spearheading work on security standards. During next week's workshop, attendees will have the chance to discuss the secure development and use of large language models, dual-use foundational models, and generative AI systems. Calling all federal agency cyber experts, here's your chance to test your mettle with the best of the best. The 2024 President's Cup Cyber Competition is fast approaching and registration is now open. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is accepting teams and individuals to compete in the fifth annual competition. Team registrations, which for the first time can be cross-agency, are due by January 23rd. Individual registrations are due by February 6th. The President's Cup Cyber Competition runs from the end of January through mid-April. Last year, the Army's 780th Military Intelligence Brigade won the team competition for the third year in a row. Unmanned systems and other emerging technologies are evolving into being an essential part of the Navy's operations. The service will align its unmanned vessel programs with the maturation of autonomy algorithms plus basic propulsion and electrical systems that need to operate continuously for weeks without regular maintenance. Just last month, Task Force 59 carried out Digital Talon 2.0, a collaborative effort pairing manned and unmanned systems. It's the Navy's first task force driven by artificial intelligence. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, January 11th, 2024, I'm Peter Masurlian.